Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Technology Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And today we're going to be talking about the retail apocalypse. Now, this sounds like something terrible is happening. And truth be told, something terrible is happening. Now, when you look at uh, countries like the United States, there's this phenomenon that's going on. Actually, it's been going on since... Uh, early the early part of uh, 2010 where retail brick and mortar physical retail stores have been on a decline and uh, because it's been on a decline and on a massive decline and I'm going to show you some numbers now but it's been a massive decline experts have called it the retail apocalypse it's an apocalyptic level event it's that bad now let's let's consider some examples in the first quarter of 2019 6000 retail stores closed down in the united states a massive massive number 6000 stores yet if you do a comparison with 2018 in the whole of 2018 the entire 2018 that number was just 5864 stores closed down which is a massive number. It's a massive number. 5,800, nearly 6,000 stores in the United States closed down in 2018. But in 2019 alone, in just the first quarter, we already surpassed that number, 5,800. And now six, almost over 6,000 stores in the United States have closed down. And this retail apocalypse is not slowing down. If, if anything, it's actually speeding up. If if you compare the 2018 and 2019 figures, you can see it's it's considerably higher. And researchers say that it's going to get even faster. I mean, more stores are going to close down. And by 2026, which is a mere, what, six or seven years from now, nearly 75,000 physical stores would have closed down in the United States alone uh, this is these are some staggering staggering numbers there's a massive move that's taking place in the united states and it's a a disaster as far as retail stores uh, are concerned and and mind you this is not just affecting the the small shops the the, the mom and pop shops or the small businesses that have uh, a handful of branches this is affecting everyone across the board, but especially the giants. I mean, if you look at Payless Shoes, which, you know, uh, was was a burgeoning business uh, around the 1980s, 1990s, and the early 2000s, they are closing down all of their 2,500 stores in North America this year. Every single store. So they're not going to have a single store in uh, in North America and this is this is a massive disaster because the entire chain is closing down and this comes on the heels of Toys R Us international toy uh, uh a company that uh, went insolvent last year and filed for bankruptcy and they've now disappeared off the face of the earth i think south africa is about the only country in the world where toys r us still exists in a similar way uh departmental store chain bonton 
Uh, now this one is this one's been operational since 1898, so over a hundred year old business. Well, over 120 year old business went insolvent last year, and there's uh, there's others other stores. They're not that are not you know feeling the pinch as much as Payless or Toys R Us. But if you look at Fred's, uh, Fred's is a departmental store chain. They're closing down 160 stores in 2019. Family Dollar, you now Family Dollar is a, is a store that specializes in items uh, between one dollar and ten dollar. Uh, even stores like this, cheap discount stores, are struggling to make it. I mean, they're closing down 400 stores. Now, question. <clears throat> this is happening. This is all happening in the United States. But what's what's it like in the rest of the world, particularly in South Africa? The The situation in South Africa may not be as bad yet, but it's it's bad. It's bad. It's and uh, and getting worse. I mean, think about it. Uh, recently, we've we've had two major brands, Staterfords and Boardmans, that completely disappeared off the face of the earth. And uh, the Edcon Group is in big trouble now. Edcon owns Edgar's Jet and CNA. The company is in huge difficulties. Uh, they had a couple of bailouts over the past uh, few years. And now they're going through a major, major restructuring, which will result in almost 1,300 stores closing down over the next two years. That's a lot of jobs that are going to be lost. That's a major, major knock to the South African economy. Uh, in a similar way, uh, smaller companies like Hamley's Toys, uh, uh, you know, is in business rescue mode. Baskin Robbins is uh, has a very short stay in South Africa. And now they're moving out completely again. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is the same. So in essence, things are bad for retailers and getting worse. So whether you are in the United States or Europe or in South Africa, things are bad and getting worse. But it's not a disaster. It's not an apocalypse for everyone because the ones that are really struggling are actually the brick and mortar retailers, the traditional physical stores. Because unlike the the likes of Payless Shoes and Bonton, Amazon, the online retailer, is thriving. In fact, in in the first quarter of twenty nineteen, Amazon has just had its most profitable quarter ever. So you can see from here that it's the, 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 the traditional physical stores that are struggling, but not your online stores. The online stores are actually thriving. Now, this is not, not surprising. It, it may come as a surprise to a lot of people, you know. So it's not, it shouldn't actually be called the, a retail apocalypse. It should be called a physical store retail apocalypse because the online guys are doing well. Now, this, this may come as a surprise unless you look at the stats and the numbers as far as online retail goes. And I think when you look at those stats and you look at how well Amazon is doing compared to everyone, then we get to understand a little more why this retail apocalypse is actually happening. What is the actual cause of it? I mean, consider these numbers here. Over the past five years, half of all the growth in the retail sector happened in the online space. 
that means online is growing faster or half as uh, or as fast as, as physical retail and it's go- it's going to overtake physical retail uh, in a short time yeah. i mean between 2017 and 2018 there was a 15% jump in uh, in online retail sales and that is that is amazing don't you think masula i think that's massive and it's not going to slow down like you said by 2026 experts predict that 25% of all retail in the united states is going to happen online so there's no place for brick and mortar shops anymore okay so let's look at that number like this 25% that means one in every four items bought in the united states is going to be purchased online. Correct. And, I mean, you it's not hard to see why. I mean, you, you just, from your cell phone or your tablet, you order something and it comes right to your door. You never have to leave the house. You can take advantage of these amazing sales that online stores have because they don't need to pay rent. They have much fewer staff. So they they get some crazy specials as well. And of course, there's the convenience of being able to just purchase from your computer or your cell phone and have it delivered to your door. I think I think there's an entire episode just on the conveniences that e-commerce uh, provides. Right? Let's uh, let's do something uh, like that. But okay, so we we we're saying that uh, online retail is taking off in a big way, and that's hurting the the physical retailers now. What's it like in South Africa? I mean, this is the United States. Obviously, things in South Africa are different. In South Africa, we are struggling with um, poor internet connectivity. We've got uh, greedy service providers that charge exorbitant amounts uh, for for data. We've got lower internet penetration, high poverty compared to the United States. But what's, what's online retail looking like in this country? Okay, so... With all all the factors that you've mentioned, another problem is that businesses in South Africa seem to be a little bit more skeptical or reluctant to get into the online space. They're not taking to it as fast as other countries, but it's definitely growing. We we are growing uh, in the online space. Now, they, there was a research paper that was entitled Online Retail in South Africa 2019, and this this article has presented some interesting figures they expect to grow um the to, the, the online retail space to grow by 25% between 2017 and 2018 okay no oh, they 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 uh, expected it and it yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it actually exceeded expectation that was the actual growth in between 2017 and 2018 correct and um that figure in numbers, it, it uh, came to about 14 billion rand in revenue in 2018 alone. Just from online sales. Just from online sales. Now, as in a, South Africa alone. In, correct, that's just that's in South Africa. Money. That is a lot of money being exchanged uh, in the online space. But it gets better, okay? By 2020, they expect that number to go to 20 billion rand or sorry by 2022 so that will amount to two percent of all retail in south africa you know what's my my prediction my prediction is that by end of next year by end of 2020 
and not 2022, by end of next year, we're going to comfortably clock the 20 billion rand mark. Because my gut feel is that online retail is taking off very nicely in this country. And you know what's a great part? It's not being driven by your traditional retailers. The traditional retailers are too entrenched in their old ways of doing things to think about this new uh, paradigm of, uh, of online retail. What's, what's going to happen is that we've got this, this new breed of business that's, that's, that's emerging, this burgeoning online businesses. These are businesses that have been born into the online space and they're not uh, brick and mortar stores that are transitioning into the, 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 the online space. These are uh, online from their very inception. I mean, take Amazon, for example. Just a few years ago, just a decade ago, Amazon was nothing compared to Walmart. Walmart was the king of retail in the United States. Yet, now, Amazon is a giant next to uh, Walmart. The question that, that experts ask is, why didn't Walmart become the Amazon? You know, Or when, when Amazon purchased Whole Foods. Now, Whole Foods is a, is a supermarket chain in the, in the United States. Uh, 10 or 15 years ago, Amazon was tiny compared to uh, uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods could have, uh, with just the change in the in the back pockets, they could have bought off Amazon. But Amazon came from the back, overtook them, and then ended up buying the entire group. Yet, 10 or 15 years ago, it should have been the other way around. These guys should have bought Amazon. So, now, experts experts ask the, the question that we are all asking right now, that how is it that Amazon came from the back and overtook these guys, yet they had a lead. They had so much more going on for them. They had decades of uh, lead time ahead of, uh, of Amazon, decades of experience, billions and billions of dollars uh, in, in existing revenue and cash reserves. How did that happen? And it's simple. When you really examine it, it's really very, very simple. And it's this. Amazon had an online mindset. And the other guys had a traditional mindset that they just couldn't get hold of. They were good at what they did. They were good at um, uh, face-to-face retail. They are good at setting up shops and shelves and attracting comp- uh, customers to their stores and selling to those customers. But they didn't understand the online space. Amazon, on the other hand, never had any experience in uh, physical stores. So they were, they were uh, able to reinvent themselves in the online space completely. And they became the, the, the owners of that space. They became the innovators in that space. And now it's, Amazon is valued at over a trillion US dollars, only the third company in history to be valued at that after Apple and uh, and Microsoft. Now Amazon is is that uh, retail giant. So that's a problem here in, in South Africa. South African retailers are too entrenched in the old ways of doing things. And this is not entirely a bad thing because a new breed, a new generation of online retailers is going to come and wipe them out and, uh, you know, uh, going to basically make a name for themselves in this country. That's the way of the world. That's the way of uh, business. Some just hold on to the old ways and others come in and uh, change things. 
Um, what's going on in the in the rest of the world? What about uh, Europe, Asia? Well, um, after the United States, China is surprisingly uh, killing it in the in the online field. I mean, you've heard of uh, Alibaba, and Alibaba is actually showing much higher growth, a growth rate than Amazon. And it's easy to see why, if you've ever been on the site, they have these mad specials, they ship all around the world, you know, it's it's cheap, and it's 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 snowballing. South Korea has also um, has also earned its place in, in history, okay? So, they have become the first country in the world where e-commerce became the number one sales channel, okay? And this was in 2013, Way back in 2013. 2013. So six Correct. years ago, uh, e- e-commerce was was number one in, in Korea. So Korea is a really, really advanced country. I believe they have the best uh, internet infrastructure in the world. So it's no, it's no surprise. In South Africa, I mean, we're constantly held back by the likes of our service providers. I mean, the connectivity is expensive and terrible. Correct, <laughs> Okay, so uh, Alibaba is a contender for Amazon. But, I mean, if you look at China's population alone, I think in China there are more Internet users than the entire population of the United States. So that's partially what's uh, fueling uh, uh, Alibaba's growth. But then Alibaba is also growing in in other countries as well. That's awesome. Okay, so what we are saying is South Africa is behind the rest of the world, right? That's correct. And you've mentioned uh, the main reason, one of the main reasons is our infrastructure is just not ready for it. You know, like you said, data is extremely expensive here. And a lot of times you're not even getting the quality that you would expect after paying such a, a high amount of money and it doesn't make it worth it. And another another thing I'd like to add is our post office system here is is not the greatest as well so if you've ever had a package shipped and you had to pick it up from a post office you know that it firstly takes a long time and it's extremely unorganized you don't even get uh tracking codes or things like that the only time you get a decent delivery service is when using uh another company which are expensive the the private freight company exactly they're more expensive but you know, it's kind of worth it when you when you get quality and service like that. But then it shoots prices up. I mean, if you've got a small retailer who's who's selling uh, low value items like clothing, for example, now whereas an effective post office system would have cost uh, a couple of rands to get items anywhere in the country, a freight company will cost a whole lot more, and that just shoots up the the price of of items which is unacceptable by by for most people that's true and the other reason and maybe the 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 the, the bigger reason is that retailers here like you've mentioned are more reluctant to get onto the online field but that's good news for for smaller retailers because um you have an opportunity now to dominate in this field just like amazon and walmart you could be the Amazon, and definitely, if you are not trading online in in the next few years, I don't think there's there's much uh, possibility for your business surviving. 
I think I think you hit it on the head there. I think you you've 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 touched on the the main point of this episode, and that is that even though there's this retail apocalypse taking place, that giant retailers are struggling. I mean, online retail is just one reason. The other reason is that a lot of them. I mean, if you look at the Edcon group. They grew too far, too fast. They they're drowning in 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 debt, and they they are unable to compete with the likes of H and M. You know, uh, foreign companies that have opened up Cotton On and H and M, and they and they are struggling. But they also are holding on to the traditional ways of uh, doing things, and they don't they don't put in a significant investment into their online space, which is great. I think it's great. You, as you said, you hit it on the head that this is an opportunity for the little guys, the tiny guys, to to start up. And you know, the, the, what's great is the the barriers to entry into a retail business are absolutely low. What do you need? You need a cell phone uh, with WhatsApp, maybe Instagram and Facebook, and that's in you in business. You don't need stocks. You don't need capital. I mean, you could go to any wholesaler or any factory. Uh, just simply take photos of items and post those photos along with uh, with a price and uh, you know and advertise it and grow your your audience in that way and when people order that's when you go you buy the object the, the items and then you you can ship it so there's definitely a lot of opportunities in the online retail space i mean facebook instagram WhatsApp. I mean, people are, are are selling things all over the country right now. There are a lot of people, and it's very encouraging. There are a lot of people that have jumped onto this trend, and they're selling everything from secondhand clothing to baking um, utensils and baking equipment and chicken and spices and pickles. Uh, you know, it's just tiny little uh, home-based uh, uh, businesses, and they they are doing exceptionally well. And there's a real, real uh, market out there. More and more people are becoming more and more comfortable buying these kinds of uh, items in the online space. I mean, there's a mom sitting at home. She gets a WhatsApp message that somebody is selling an item that that she's interested in. And next thing you know, she's she's all she has to do is respond to that WhatsApp message, transfer the money via EFT or e-wallet, and bingo, the the, the items are are delivered. So it's great, you know, it's great that the retail apocalypse is not all bad news. It's creating an entire generation of uh, e-tailers, e-commerce, micro uh, e-commerce businesses, which is really great. And we're going to see a lot more of that. Obviously, there's going to be a couple that stand out from the from the crowd, you know, that become a lot more um, a lot more efficient, a lot bigger. I mean, if you take uh, the Cape Town-based company Yappy Chef, which started out tiny, but now they've gone uh, uh, quite big. So let's uh, let's discuss, Masila, next week. Uh, what are the conveniences of uh, e-commerce, and how can somebody actually get started with an uh, e-commerce business of their own? Definitely, and we'll also take a look at some people who made it in this field, you know, small companies, small businesses, startups who are thriving by selling things online. Fantastic. Anyways, we're out of time. This has been an awesome episode of Technology Watch. I'm your 
uh, host, Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host, Masihullah Katrada. And we'll catch you in the next episode.